What's up guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps as requested. We have Ray Longo. My man. In the building. I'm, I'm so excited to be on the scraps. You have no idea. I want to scrap it up on this Thursday afternoon. I don't want to do anything else. Just scrap it up. You know, it's funny. Every time you do ask, I'd be like, I can't tell if he's breaking my balls I'll or not. I'll tell you, I go back to the Rogan interview with you. What about Ray Longo? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure where he's coming from. But yeah. <laughs> I go, man, that was pretty accurate because he would take off for like two days and I'd go, Al, there's a big fight coming up. Maybe you want to... You know, maybe you want to push it a little bit. And like, nah, nah, my body hurts. And I'm like, all right, that's good. And then he's telling Rogue, yeah, I'm not really sure where he's coming from. I know where I'm coming from. Yeah, We got to yeah. crush it. <laughs> and that's like the old school mentality, I think, especially like for us with wrestling. And back in the day, we used to just run ourselves to the wall. And that was like the only thing that we knew. Yeah. And you were young enough to do that. Yeah. I think that's another thing that has to be said there's something about youth you could keep pushing and recovering quicker yeah you know at that oh. point you don't need a trt or anything else you're just bodies flowing just wake up and yeah, go again. just wake up and go man but i think that's the key and i think you did a great job of that is learning how to adapt to your own body you yeah. know because i always thought it about time yeah i, I it's 100 percent I, and i think it took time for me to understand where you were coming at too i think you made me better by just Maybe say, you know what, certain guys, you got to let them figure it out. And yeah. I think you did a great job with that, you know, because, you know, and I never want to be one of those guys. It's my way or the highway. Yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> not, you know, but I do think if you talk to Matt, he'll give you one view of me, then Weidman, another view of me, then you another view of me. I think I started doing less and less and less as I got older, but I don't know. What's up, guys? As you know, I partnered up with NerdFocus. Check out NerdFocus.com and tell them I sent you. I don't have any promo code or anything like that. I just want to let you guys know that it's a beautiful energy drink, nootropic. They say nootropic, nootropic. I don't know. Potato, patata. It's the same thing. Bada bing, bada boom. Go get you some on stores everywhere. NerdFocus.com. Check out Amazon.com. Get it delivered to your house. Good stuff. Great ingredients. I'm telling you guys right now, Nerd Focus, I wouldn't drink it if it wasn't good, and I wouldn't tell you to drink it if I wasn't drinking it. So check these guys out, and thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. There, but, there's that one slogan we have on here. Uh, like, one of the gym monikers is like, uh, train hard or go home. Oh, no, that was, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. But I swear to God, first of all, if I had that patented back in the day, that was oh, copyrighted. Yeah. Because... The workouts were crazy, but everybody was younger and it was dealing with a different group of people. It's still like that. It's just, it's more trained smarter or go yeah. home at this point, you know? So it took me a while to, took me a while to get into that. Cause I just like, you know, I am really from that school. Like the training should be harder than the fight. And but we still kind of hold to that. I think, you know, I think times, so. you know, but with a little, little more, well, look, well, I'm way smart about injuries now than I ever was. You know, back in those days, you didn't even have any of this type of massage therapy or even yeah. PT was new. Like, you know, you, if you got injured, yeah, you were taking like Relafin or, or Celebrex and that was it, you know? My high school coach would be like, is it broken? And he'd be like, no. I'd be like, okay, tape it up and get your ass back out yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. And I that mean, was literally the mentality that I had coming yeah. up into the sport. So as much as it's changed a little now, that mentality really helped you, though. No, it did. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's almost like going into the military. I think that's a great thing. You got to be in there. You get, you know, get your three years in or whatever. It made you do something that was hard. It's just almost like having a shitty job, you know. And I think one of the things, even with, with champions, they always had adversity in their childhood. You, you need that drive. Yeah. And you could get guys to say, I think that's bullshit. But me personally, I think I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I think I can come up with that with you. I can come up with that with Chris. I can come up with that with uh, Matt. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we even talked about Sarah. That guy, you know, was going to be like a security guard. That was his, that was his ceiling. Like, and he took that opportunity, and he freaking didn't want to be that guy. And he took you know? the ear off too. He took and he took the ear off. I mean, uh, you know, Matt Sarah was supposed to go in. He was in the early entry special forces program. Yeah. And then after that incident with the ear happened, they threw him out, you know, which is when I was growing up, if you did something like that, you had two choices. You're either going to the military or you're going to jail. And a lot of people took the military. You know, now the military, everything got so, 
I don't want to say, I don't know what the <laughs> word I'm looking for is, but yeah, they wouldn't even let him go in the military. But technically, those are the guys you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? A guy that's willing to do anything to survive, right? So 100%. It's crazy. But look, he could have, you know, he'll, he'll tell you better than me because we've always talked about it. But, you know, he's had a couple of court cases. The second one we, didn't, we haven't even talked about yet. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I've been, through, a, I've been through a lot with him, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I know him since he's 17 years old, so I couldn't be happier for a guy, but he did have adversity. He could have went one way, and he chose to go the other way. And look, the guy's a success story, so that's yeah. really good. And I feel like some people are, some things are better left unspoken about, you know, just nah, for behind yeah. the scenes. As long as you could grow from it and get better, it's all good. Oh, no, I mean for, like, the public masses to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's better to, like, have stories they could just bullshit with the boys. Well, I, I did just tell that story only because he had told it before, but... The other one? Yeah, the... No, no, no. No, not, not the other one. The other one, the other one we yeah, should yeah. get to because... That also involved Rodrigo Gracie. Well, we'll we're gonna, you know what? We'll do a teaser. We'll save that for another <laughs> one just to get everybody in. But I just talked to him about it because... You know, it was another court case where I'm like, he was looking at, like, uh, seven months in jail if he didn't take the plea. And, like, we were fighting at that point, but it wasn't televised, right? So you didn't okay. have the notoriety. And now and I'm like, man, if they find out you're a fighter, that could, I go take the plea. He goes, 100% not taking the plea. He was so dead. I'm, I'm fighting the case. The guy's bullshit, and that's not what happened, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. But we'll, get, we'll put a teaser out for that. Yeah, you know we got to run it by the big man to see if he's okay with that. But I know he is because we actually just spoke about it, and that's actually a funnier story. But you so, know. so I had I got a question for you. Um, this is just I something I always wondered. Like who is who is like your most difficult guy to ever corner in terms of like just from like the whole day or weekend going through the week or going through the weekend with them leading up to like weigh-ins or the day of the fight in terms of like anxiety, emotion, whatever it is. Like, uh, I feel like you have to have had someone who is like, I mean, but I don't say the worst, but maybe an interesting fighter for you to try to navigate the waters with. Cause everyone has their own way of right. doing things. And I know like, even for myself, when I first came in, people thought I was a lunatic doing like two hour warmups. Oh yeah, well that was crazy. With him, yeah. I'm not even kidding. So the first time I corner out, Joe, I go to Pennsylvania and I Al's with you. Al, yeah. And Al is like the guy sweating. He's freaking like he looks like he's gonna die. I go, what are you doing? He goes, the guy's been going for seven hours. Like this is now we're in the back in the dress room and you got Troy and I'm look. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm like, this guy's got to be crazy. He is just it non. It's three hours before the fight and I'm like this. I've never seen that before. So I'm gonna say with you, there were things I never saw before. Everybody else like. When Matt was fighting at 55, you didn't want to be nowhere near him when he was making that weight. Like yeah. that just, so I, I learned early, I, I think I would give him like, all right, you got two times to yell at me and then I'm getting the fuck out of here, you know what I mean? And then I put somebody else in there to watch him because, you know, at 55 for him was tough. And then Weidman, the times he made the weight 30 pounds in seven days, I mean, you don't want to be around. I I, when he made, when he fought Damian Meyer and did the weight cut like that, was it um, 10, 11 days? I'm going to say 11 days, 30 pounds. Yeah. Right? Something like that. I, you know, we'll have to check with him. Think of that, Insane. Al Joe. Think of that. So he goes into the sauna for 15 minutes. He's got like four pounds to go. He doesn't lose an ounce. And I'm like, dude, take the fine. You're doing them a favor. Like, you're, you're jumping in at the last minute. No, he just refused to do And he kept going until he was almost dead. And I remember when he rehydrated. I mean, it was almost like at the same time we look at each other and go, we're never doing that. Like, that was stupid. That was actually stupid. When you can never do that again. So I think the weight cutting, but you're saying really cornering. I mean, there was a couple of times I left people in the corner. They just wouldn't listen, and I just walked out. That yeah. was more kickboxing back in the day. I definitely had way less patience than I have today. So, but there was one guy just, I'm, I'm out of here. What, what the fuck? You just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to think about that because I'm sure, yeah, and you know because you've we've cornered together. So. I don't know if we've run into that together, but there's, there's a couple of people they just, for whatever reason, they just don't have the ability to listen. And then that, it just becomes frustrating because, like, you know, from coaching on the outside, you could see certain things yeah. and you really want your guy to do them. But if they can, it, it just becomes frustrating. But I can't think of anybody off the top of my head 
because uh, normally those guys wouldn't last long either, so they're not going to be here long because I, I would say there's nothing they could do for you. I mean, I could say my one of my brothers. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe, I see where you're going. Maybe yeah. both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe because yeah, his family yeah. is like, cornering is like everything you say is like non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy was, like, Troy was tough. I'm just here for mental, yeah, Troy, emotional Troy. support at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah I was just interested in that. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, no, the weight cutting, I think, always was tough to watch. Everybody was, you know, it's funny. Everybody was different, but everybody was miserable for obvious reasons. But some people, uh, some people, you know, worse than others. I'm, I'm laughing now with, you know, last time in Vegas from Marab's fight with Jan. What the fuck, Jake? No, no, I'm like this. I'm like, <laughs> I go, let's, uh, I go, I want to go see Marab for the weight cut. And Aljo goes, uh. Yeah, I'm not really sure he wants people. Remember the time we were in the hotel room and he threw us out? And I'm like, no, I don't remember that. And then like two hours later, I call Matt up and I go, Matt, come on, we're going to go to the PI watch uh, just to support Marab making way. He goes, you sure? Don't you remember the time in the hotel room? <laughs> he goes, where he threw us out? And I'm like, what did I do? Was I on the phone? I don't, I don't remember that. And then we get to the PI, and I go, now I'll never forget it, because mm -hmm. he, he's, he's miserable. He wanted to kill poor Jake. Jake was the, Jake was the villain. Jake, what the f I tell you, Jake! Yeah. Jake! When I seen, <laughs> when I seen Aya Quinta scrambling around trying to find something for him, I go, man, this is code red, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I go, I can't look at this. And that, that was brutal. So I, now, now it makes sense about him throwing us out of the, uh, Room. But that's what a great guy I think Marab is. He doesn't even want to see, he doesn't, he's doing that more for us. I don't think he wants us to see him yeah, yeah. like suffering. You know what I mean? I don't think it has anything to do with him, but I think that's how nice of a guy he is, you know? Yeah, and, and it goes to show you like even the, the toughest of us mentally, physically, the weight cut, man, that thing will take it out of anybody. The toughest man, it will just make you into this miserable, angry person. As much as you, you're like, no, I'm going to be good this time. You know, I'm going to try to be patient with everybody. You're literally like on your deathbed, man. Yeah. So I, even that one time I saw um, Weidman. Uh, Where were we? At, at the garden? At the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nothing, too. Oh. And that was nothing. That was brutal for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had, uh, Rudy was there, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm we had everybody there. And I always tell this to everybody. Cause I've seen, seen the dilemma with, you know, his chick. And I've seen guys with their females. And I'm just like... How do you cut weight with your lady there? Because it would just be the most frustrating thing for me to have to deal with that because I feel like I'm almost managing two different things. Well, he's like, the only guy that I've ever seen do that. Yeah, I've seen Nobody a ever. couple at Matt this point. Matt never, yeah. You never. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, Rebecca's been there, but she's never been actively yeah. trying to help me yeah, I cut see, weight. I, and I think the other thing is I remove myself from that. I, I try to anyway because yeah. I, I don't even want to see him like that. That was always my problem too as a coach. Like, so I, I see guys ten days out before the fight, and I'm like, well, this guy's killing it. Like it just, and then they make that weight cut, and sometimes it's hard to, you know, it's it, it's the old saying, it's not can you make the weight, it's can you fight at the weight. Yeah, that's a big difference. Very. Everybody can make the weight, but can you fight at the weight like you were ten days before that? And that used to become like the bewitching week to me. It's like, oh, please just get hydrated, make sure the rehydrate goes good. Because yeah. I want to see that guy that was 10 days out, man, because that guy's different. And then so I learned even to stop even like interviewing because I would say everything's great and then you have a bad weight cut and it's not, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's not, guys react differently. You know, you, you had the problem even with the first John fight. Like yeah. we were having a great, I think it was going great, you know, but then if you, one little thing goes wrong, it's over. That's it. And people don't realize that. You know, people wake up every day. My, just we just in the gym. Steve's ear is killing him. Is uh, my Achilles, without even fighting. Right now, you got to hope that you're perfect on that. Twenty minutes or fifteen or twenty-five minutes. You better hope your ass wakes up feeling good that day because that's one day. And people wake up every day bitching and moaning about shit. Yeah. You know. It's a yeah, it's a fascinating process for sure. Do you actually do you actually remember the first time we met? I do remember the first time you came in. I think, and we went through this. I think, and I think it was through Aya Quinter or Weidman. Uh, it was a little bit of both, but the invite that I got to come down to the gym was from Weidman. It was like okay. you're, you're a oh, wow. Long Island guy. What are you doing all the way upstate New York? 
Oh, I, shit, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I was still in Cortland. I was finishing up. So I told him, I was like, yeah, when I'm done, like, I, I already knew right away I was coming back home to Long Island. I was like, let me let me finish up my degree because I didn't come here for no reason. Oh, shit, man. And then uh, I'll come down and check out the gyms. And that's when I went on that little tour checking out, like, yeah, Lima, that, that, that That's my memory is that you walked in. You know, I seemed like a nice guy, and then, you know, he disappears for, like, three weeks. And I'm like, ah, wait, is the guy, like, what you could see now, I mean, now you know, in hindsight, <laughs> we run a pretty, like, a loose ship that way. We're never soliciting people, right? That I never, ever did that in my life. Yeah. You know, it was always a recommendation, or somebody wrestled with somebody, or somebody knows somebody. And you came down, and you just like, wow, what's, what's the guy doing? Like, And then you came back with Troy. I remember we were sitting in the office here, and I'm going... Wait a minute, is this guy interviewing me or I'm interviewing him? I was like, <laughs> now I'm totally confused. Now they're asking me questions. I'm like, you know, like, again, I never solicited anybody to fight, you know. But now I'm starting to get intrigued with him, too, because he's in, he's out. I, that might have went on two or three times. Yeah, I think so. I think then that's when I first met you. But I wasn't really, you know, we were booking. We had other guys fighting. So I guess I wasn't really thinking about it too much until I saw you, like, you know, hitting the bag and, you know, doing things like, oh, I'm super talented. Like, you know, you could see you had something different than everybody else. And I think I kind of asked you, like, who, who who trained you? You kind of told me it was YouTube. You said, no, I'm picking up stuff off of YouTube. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that correct? I don't know. That's my memory. I don't know if that's... And Al did that to me, too. I go, wow, that looks really good. He goes, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing it, though. You know, we had certain yeah. angles, like when I first started working with him, so... You know, like, again, back in the day, we had no YouTube, so everything had to be taught hands-on. But now everybody comes in with something, and look, that's that's a, not a bad way of learning, If you're, especially if you're a visual person. And then have it, when it's explained to you why you're doing things, I think makes a lot more sense, you know. I, I got a lot of people who thought I had, like, a Taekwondo background. Wasn't that crazy? Time. And you never took I Taekwondo. Never. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It was the, the bunch of the VHS tapes where the... Uh, yeah, the Kung Fu. <laughs> Which one of you guys hit me? One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, me and my brothers, we would always fight each other, and we have to have like a style, the drunken dragon or the, yeah, the drunken yeah, yeah. monkey, funny, and yeah. we have to do like the emulation of them and stuff like that. White Tiger, and uh, that's how I would, we would fight with those styles and try to do what we saw on the tapes. And that was at a very young age, so maybe that had something to do with it. Other than that, I never did anything. That's crazy, and I tell you, look at him. I never had that luxury of being able to look at like a videotape or youtube yeah. and you know we've had this conversation with uh, i think it was mike Pyle back in the day when jujitsu first came here to new york i'm going to say i was probably the first student from long island to train with kukak back in the day and uh you know it was like they would teach you like one or two moves and then you would roll a little bit but it was really very structured and you know, it's new at the time. So yeah. you're waiting for the next week to get the next move, something new. And they kept dangling that carrot in front of you. Mike, remember we'd go to seminars, <laughs> we'd try to do it. You, then you're getting one up on a guy, you know, back in the day, because nobody knows anything, so everything's working. Yeah. Right? And then it, when it got competitive and it became down to attributes and who was bigger, stronger, faster, who was training more, became. But back in the day, it was really fun. But they kept. They kept you at, and there's no youth, there's no tapes either. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're going, you know, we're going to the city to learn. By the time I got back to the set, I forgot half the fucking moves. <laughs> I wasn't, wrestling was never my thing. I was just doing it because, you know, I was a martial artist. I figured this will round out my game a little bit. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, I met Sarah there where he would come to, like, I think I was the only guy with a boxing ring in the, in the, in, the, in my school. So we had kind of, you know, it was matted and it was an area to work out. And he'd come back and run a class, whatever we were doing in the city, would show everybody. Well, we had like a small jujitsu group, which yeah. was great, but it was, it, it did make you appreciate things more. But you rolled, you rolled with him back then a lot. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. I got the shit beat out of me, too. I don't wanna, <laughs> you gotta you know. see what the yarn bar looks like. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm still. You what know, was your best move? What was your best move when you were grappling like that? I like uh, like any Kimura, anything on top where I could get you. Or from, from the guard, I like the Kimuras. Kimura. I, I was too slow for like the arm bars and the triangles. Yeah, and shit. Yeah. My legs were huge back then, too. So, and that, that stuff was new to me, but. Is there like tape of this? I, I would, I personally would, would like love to, to see that. Yeah, I would love to I'd see that. There were a couple of vintage gold. Right I, there were a couple of times I was rolling, and Matt goes, "Dude, if you could get my stand up to look like you're rolling, which is a huge yeah. compliment." <laughs> 
But then I just, you know what it is, when you start training people, I put myself on the back burner. I kind of drop most of my martial art training just to become a better trainer and research and talk to people, you know, go to the boxing gyms, you know, whoever you could get information from. Yeah. Um, and see what anybody else was doing. Because back then it was like an arms race. Like, again, there's no, I'm going to say there's no internet or it's just in its infancy. So you really had to... Uh, rely on who you knew and you know who wrestled like the wrestling guys were big you know like for the weight cutting i would talk to friends of mine that box they were just back in they might as well have been in 1920 they were in the you know sweatsuits riding the bike in the sauna yeah you know but the wrestling guys really helped out a lot like there was one fight with matt we went to and uh we knew jack shit about weight cutting and gil castillo that's a name from the past was was a champion in the ufc at the time what a great guy. He saved us. No, eat this, do that, do that. Because we would go out to Vegas two weeks early because we thought the uh, altitude change was, was a lot. Now, nobody does that anymore, but, you know, I guess because it's not that big of an issue. But we were always out there two weeks before. So thank God for uh, Gil Castillo. He saved us on the weight cutting a couple yeah. of times. And then everybody started getting better. And then the water loading, loading started happening. And you got people that were into nutrition. Everybody was adding their two cents, and I think we're at a great spot. I think people right now know how to cut weight effectively better than they ever did. Yeah, you know, with the least amount of damage, I think. And even still, I'm like, it's like, yeah, but it's also the discipline part that's like. Yeah. I don't know how we got off on that because I know you want to see a tape of me rolling. I yeah, wish we yeah. had something. <laughs> Um, so even for, like for myself, like I, I always looked up to guys like in terms of fight style, like John Jones, without a doubt, GSP, Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Uriah Faber, just and uh, Stefan Bonner. Like those, these were the guys I looked up to when I first first started. Because obviously John Jones, we went to the same school for a semester, and I was training at the gym he was training at originally at Bomb Squad, and the other guys were just people I watched along the way. So those are people like I would try to emulate in the beginning, yeah, yeah, like yeah, not why? really knowing what I was doing. I didn't really have like a rhyme or reason why I was doing stuff. I just saw shit on TV. I was like, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me try all this crazy stuff, spinning back kicks, jumping knees, and uh, see what works. So I guess for you, like, w were there any like coaches that you saw that you wanted to? Because I know I think you were more so one of the pioneers in terms of the MMA space. I didn't know if there was anyone from like boxing that you saw that you probably looked up to uh, or saw anybody like that in that light. Yeah, I think it'll make sense. <clears throat> Big Angelo Dundee fan. Um, Who did he coach? He coached uh, Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. And you know, Sugar Ray Leonard's my favorite boxer of all time. So, uh, you know, he's the guy in the corner when Leonard was fighting her and saying, you're blowing it, kid, you're blowing it. So I think I, because of guys like that and I, uh, Football, Vince Lombardi, you know, my dad would always say this this guy's, you know, got yeah. it good and we'd watch those games and he was a disciplinarian too. So I tried to mix like everything in. I, I can keep going on this too, but I'll end it with those two guys. But uh, so Dundee, it was, to, to me, it was more about motivation. It really wasn't about technique. I, don't, I can't explain this enough. You're going to do what you're going to do. If I could make you believe you're going to do it, better than you think you're going to do it like we had this conversation the other day yeah if you believed in yourself the way i believed in you there'd be dead bodies on the floor i know that doesn't make sense to you <laughs> no, but I, I you know it. what i mean I like that's the way that's what i really feel but i still have to stay within your style i know where to push it like where not to like when not even to talk to you because you know you get you know like you're making weight or you're doing something sometimes it's not the time but uh i always like dundee for the motivational uh aspect and and i think a guy like uh, i always love bill parcells i like the, the motivators were more more it because i mean technique wise i mean yeah i think everybody's got that yeah you know, it's got to be beyond that you know it, it has to be uh, i don't know who, i don't even know who, who that last guy coach which guy carcello you said uh, dundee you said dundee dundee uh, uh, Vince Lombardi was with the Green Bay Packers yeah. at the time, which was great. And uh, Bill Parcells was the Giants coach oh, back okay. in like the 80s when they were crushing it, like with Lawrence Taylor. And those. I don't know if that's way before your time or not. But. Yeah, I didn't really start watching football like that until like high school, really, where they came out with the video game NFL Street. You know. And then that's when I discovered the Giants. I was like, yeah. oh, this is my favorite team, Jeremy Shockey. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Tiki Barber, yeah. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So I bet, but again, so I, I definitely, I was more, I was very used to be back in the day because remember I had gold, I had guys win the gloves, I had kickboxing champs. I was really vocal in the corner, like to the point, like crazy. I've learned to calm down a little bit, you know. I mean, I think a lot of it. Like I'd get, I'd get done with a kickboxing fight, I'm drenched. Like I, I don't, know, I just was constant screaming and you know motivating and stuff like that but i learned how to relax a little bit so it all worked out but yeah i get those i would get headaches man coaching kids in high school yeah. and in college but you're good with that look i, I always say look if i mean like even i don't know what's happening with the team in the field you're the only guy i trust you know because i mean sarah's always he's very vocal like when i stop he's out you know, I, I would trust you because I you're, you're a student of the game, very cerebral. That's what I'm saying. Like, I might coach you, right? I might coach Aljo. I don't even, you know. But I'm asking Aljo about other fights. Like, when if Weidman's got a fight coming up, I'm asking you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I trust him. I know he'll break it down right, and he's going to see stuff that I don't see. And, you know, uh, and... I, I think you're going to make a great, you're already a great coach. You know, we've cornered it together. And he's got a specific style. I know what he's looking for. And I'm looking for something else. I think when you blend them, it's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of times you got to step in and punch. You're like, move, don't engage. You know, like, I'm like, all right, I'll just slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah, who was that, Armando? We had that with oh, somebody. I don't know, maybe Dylan. I was like, no, no, you got to go. He's, and he's always the more cerebral, you know, let's, and he's right. Take, look, fighting should be hit and not get hit. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. So if you follow that, you're going to follow more of what his style is. Because uh, and sometimes you got to take one to give a couple. So 100%. it depends on the situation. Yeah. But sometimes, and you know, you've done a way you feel. you got to throw down, man. That's it, period. You know, you definitely don't want to get backed up by somebody. So it's, it's, it's funny. So it's a... I like it in the corner because I kind of know where he's going and he knows exactly where I'm going. So it makes for a, a, a good combo, I think, anyway. And, and especially if you know the style of the guy. Like, if oh, it's like a you Dilemme. You have to, though. Yeah, like yeah, Dilemme. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm, like, I'm not going to tell Dilemme to get on his bike. And, right, right, right. You know where Dilemme's yeah. good, 100%. So Yeah, so he needs to kind of step in there and he lands one. We know, like, that guy's probably going out. Yeah, because, look, you got a special I, talent, too, that fits your style. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of guys could get away with what you're doing. Yeah. You know? That's why I like when Henry was looking at the fight and they say, why don't you just hit him? I, I, his head was, you know, he was like this. I, I couldn't hit him. Like, but when you're on the outside looking in, it looks like, just fucking punch the guy in the face. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it, it's that easy. But it's not that easy when you get in. I think that's what he's got. It. He looks like he's got some kinks in the armor, which maybe eventually will, but I think he'll adapt also. But then when you're in there, that timing, it's just a 18th of a set. It's different. It's different. You think you're going to, sometimes, you know, and there's not a worse feeling than thinking you're going, even like if I go in sparring, I think I'm going to beat the crap out of somebody, and then I'm getting the shit beat out of me. That's a shitty feeling. If yeah. you go in, that's why you can never go in pre-thinking anything. There's been, just respond, you know what I mean? There's been times I've gone into sparring, like, with Marab specifically, and I'm like, today I'm going to sit in the pocket yeah. And I don't care how many times he shoots, I'm going to try to throw my hands and really right. work my striking against a high-level grappler. And then you do it for, like, 30 seconds, yeah. and next thing you know, you're just like, yeah, I can't time yeah, 100%. what's going on in here. Yeah, you got to keep, yeah, that you got to get, look, it's like, it's like, hey, do me a favor, just go southpaw this round. Yeah. And then you go southpaw and you start getting the shit beat out. You have, fuck, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not comfortable. That's yeah. why I liked what Bazooka did, his southpaw. Who was he working with that needed Favola. the south? Favola. I did a, what a great job he did. That's not easy. I wish and, people got to see that. And Favola's bombing, you know what I mean? And Bazooka was awesome as a southpaw. I think I was liking the southpaw better than his author. I'm not even kidding around. <laughs> I was like, had I, because I, when I first started watching, I'm like, oh, he's not going to last another minute like that. Dude, he's doing all the round southpaw. Yeah. I got to give him credit, man. I think that, because I've seen people with good intentions want to do it, and they can't do it. And then they switch right back. They, they switch right back. <laughs> um, I, I know one of the things I always remember that you would always say, whether it's to others or even to me, was uh, in order to knock somebody out, you have to be in position to 100%. also be knocked out yeah. yourself. And that's always stuck with me because I always tell myself, all right, today, this is the fight. Yeah. Today's the day. I'm going to get in the mix. And then somehow, some way, I hit them, and I'm like, 
Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but see, what I like about him too, he's he's too honest. This guy, this is this is too honest of a guy. This is the problem. So, and this is why I, only the inner circle understands this. But two weeks ago, I think Fight Pass came down. They were doing like a, I guess, a, a spot on me in the gym or just me, whatever it was. And they wanted to interview like whoever, Matt, Aljo. Aljo walks in. I go, Aljo, lie. Just fucking lie. Don't give a shit. Don't think about nothing. Don't be. Just fucking lie. Just make me look good. I don't. I never said this to anybody in my life. I go, you lie. I don't give a shit what it is because I. He'll start going. Hey, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really sure what he's doing. I'm not really. You know, like I got, he's gonna really start thinking the questions. Like, I don't give a shit. It's just a fucking eight-minute spot lie. It's just that's it's okay. But this is it. He's honest, even when he's sparring. That's what I love about him. And then you gotta you gotta know how to adjust accordingly, man. You know, I know what he likes and what he doesn't like. And and what he doesn't realize, and it goes back to what your your uh, like your high school, your college wrestling coach. Those. Things like at the beginning, you were trying different things. I put you in there with guys that box professionally. You yeah. were doing, and you might not like it, but you're building without even knowing it. And then all of a sudden, you get more confidence, and you develop. You find out what style fits you the best. You know, it's like a jikundo mentality. Yeah. You know, I mean, not everybody's the same way, and that's what I think. I think that's what's good. That's what makes you unique, and that's why people are having a hard time figuring out. And and you're wrestling jujitsu combination is sick there's no question about it you know that, that that's i'm gonna say is the best in the game and then you put it with this crazy ass fucking throwing 80 kicks around and your fucking heads all over the place it makes for a fucking great fight for me anyway i don't it's just funny when you say that because then i remember in abu dhabi uh when i was cutting weight and uh al and i were wrestling predominantly for the majority of it or i think it was actually marab and i were wrestling and grappling and then you were like falling asleep in the corner. And as soon as Al and I started hitting pads, oh, and yeah, started, like, I'm waking right up. I woke right up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I love to see. It was like, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. This is what I came here to yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm always going to be. I'm always going to be more with the stand up than the uh, wrestling, but I do really appreciate it. Yeah, I and wish. I, and I go back to, you know, like before Weidman, like we would use. See, that's an interesting thing for you. So before Chris came here, we would use whoever was a high school wrestler. Yeah. You know, maybe a, maybe a guy, I think Matt was wrestling with Sergio Nicolosi, went to the States with uh, Jay Haran. They're okay. still great friends, you know, yeah. even to this day. Um, and Matt would wrestle with him. And he, But it was not the level that when Weidman walked in. And then, you know, you, Al, you guys all had that really solid wrestling background, which I never saw before. And I was like, holy, I'm, I am blown away by it. You know, especially with Chris, because he was fucking huge, too. So, so a big guy moving like that. Yeah, who the hell was doing anything? You know, if you weren't, if you weren't at that level, I mean, the guy was literally killing you. You had no chance. You know what I mean? So I really started to appreciate the wrestling. And then, you know, if you could use your, your hands and your legs to get what you want with the wrestling, I think, what, what better combination is that? But... Um, and a lot of guys didn't make that transition. I think the, I think a guy like Jake Rochelle just oh. never did it, you know. And I remember I don't like saying this, but he was terrible to watch. Yeah, he was, uh, and he was a great wrestler. Yeah, he was a great wrestler. So when I saw national champ, I think too. Yeah, yeah. When I saw him and Johnny Hendricks together, I'm, I'm, and this is this is you could ask Weidman, you could ask a bunch of guys. I go, I was looking at him. This is both before they were in the UFC. I go, Hendricks is your guy. I go, the other guy's not going anywhere. This is before they even fought. I just, I saw like, you know, once I start seeing the head turning with the punches, I'm like, it's too, you're not getting over that in like three months or four months. Hendricks was bombing. And I go, I, I'm going with that guy. That guy I like. And then look what happened. Hendricks went on and had a great career and Jake struggled, you know, which sucks. But it's not, we're not saying anything bad. It just wasn't for him. A lot of guys just don't want to get hit, you know. And yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's no. like, if you're not, if you're going to be tentative that way, then there's got to be something you could do. Like, he would take guys down, and he would just lay on them. See, that's like, another, you're, you're bringing up a good, why not get the ground and pound? Yeah, why not like, just get that aspect down and get it? Yeah, that's that's true. That was what I didn't like. I was like, yeah, this is yeah, terrible yeah. to watch. I'm like, you're in a, it's almost like a, the Sabatilli kid. Yeah. Who's um, that? The, 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 Sabatilli? the Italian Sabatilli? Sabatilli. Sabatilli. Yeah. Sabatilli. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but even going back to what you said, like one of the things that we did a lot of when I was in college was 
the off-season wrestling because I, I lost twice um, going into, not even twice. My freshman year, I couldn't go because we were in a probationary period. Um, I went 35 and 14 as a freshman. Didn't cut any weight. Wrestled at my natural weight, 133. My sophomore year, now I'm starting to cut weight. I'm starting to fill out, starting to grow a little bit, hit a little bit of a growth spurt. So that, that's killing you. Yeah, so now I'm cutting weight to make 133. And... I would never listen to my coach, and I would never be in the weight room. I would, if I went to the weight room, I was doing push-ups and pull-ups the entire time, and they hated me because I but did that, things my not, way. That's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, but they yeah. wanted me to be deadlifting, hand yeah, cleans, yeah. and I would win matches, but I couldn't beat the, the big names. I couldn't beat the names of the returning All-Americans. And this one kid from Ithaca College beat me five times in a row. And I remember my junior year, uh, my, my sophomore year, going into the, the conference, finals to go and qualify for the national tournament he beat me again after i was he beat me five times in a row yeah that's good that's the main thing and after i lost that match i told my coach i told brewer and i go okay i'm all in whatever you tell me to do well, that's i'm gonna do oh, you never told me this because before clearly i don't know what yeah, i think yeah, i know yeah, yeah. and that's you know, interesting and my ego was in the way i was like i've win matches like this i would just go upper body throw guys body lock them and hit throws, big moves. I, I couldn't shoot. Like, even like my match with uh, Henry, like, the way I shoot is very ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot better now, but back yeah. then it was very ugly. I was good once we clinched. I'm like, all right, I'm taking you up. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> so, with that being said, I remember in that offseason, we put in so much time focusing on two-on-one ties, where all the up-close moves, front headlocks. And he said to me, he said, if you can score one or two times out of the front headlock position where you're in that literally five to seven times in a match and you never score so you score one or two times those matches aren't even close and it's like the same thing with the fight if i can score in those positions where i'm in yeah, the front yeah. headlock where the guy's taking me down he's in the front headlock on top of me or i'm in that position learning how to work from there or learning how to score from there when i'm in the offensive position uh it changes the game but like you said it compounds and you don't realize how much better you get without a doubt and then that next season yeah we wrestled at the ithaca invitational there's two returning All-Americans, the kid that beat me five times in a row, his teammate who was a national champ, now going up a weight class, trying to take that kid's spot, and there was a national qualifier from another school. I wrestled the national qualifier in the quarters. I beat him by a couple good points. Then I beat the kid who was a returning national champ. I beat him in the semifinals, and then I beat the kid who beat me five times in a row for the first time. Well, you time. did beat I'll tell you, so this, you, wait, wait, there's a lot to unpack here. First, so... You went back to your coaches, which is great. Yeah. That's a great part. Do you think psychologically, after, like, losing three times, it was just mentally fucking with you more than even physically? Or you think sticking with the physical part? I think it was mental. Yeah, because this is where I'm going. So this is why I'm going to tell you something. I love Israel Adesanya for that fact. Yeah. He got beat, and he got knocked down twice. Bad. Not bad, but, you know, pretty First bad. First one was yeah, pretty bad. How the fuck? He came back and won that fight. I, dude, I think, like, again, it's not even technical. It's how he overcame himself with that mental aspect to go in there. And, it, and now when you go back and look at it, it was calculated. Yeah. I give this guy, that to me, if, if it's Eugene Behrman, he's a great coach. You know, he doesn't even need that to be a great coach. But that to me, I, as I'm looking means more than anything to me because that's you know that hurdle and especially the story you just told yeah you know that hurdle is not easy that you know? mental that's block. crazy there and was, you did beat him after five times after five times there was twice that i was winning and i was so excited within that five time those that five losing stretch um yeah. that's kid chad winowich Wow. We still talk like occasionally, like here and there, he'll drop nice. me a message like congrats or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's following well, along. Those bonds you build are unbreakable, yeah. really I mean, good. The guy beat me five times in a row. He beat me yeah. a total of six. I won three. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's, it's got a happy yeah. ending. Yeah, story. it's got a happy ending. But it just all comes back to like, it's you in your own way. And right. how do you figure out a way to trust in what you're doing? Because the physical part is the easy part. But I'm like, there's nothing I'm doing different than the other matches. It's just this kid just has my number. And I had to realize, like, it's not that he has my number. I need to just trust what I'm doing Ain't and trust no. the process. And all the reps that we did made me believe in the, the moves and the setups that we did. And I finally beat him. It was the most emotional week ever. I got D3 Russell of the week. I got MOW of the tournament. Unbelievable. I was ranked number one, in the, I think, in the, in the entire D3 for, like, 
a couple of weeks until I finally lost. See, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever talked about this? Because these are the these are the things people need to know. Like, you know, like you see, like right now, you see just the tip of the iceberg. You're a yeah. champion. You don't see the rest of that iceberg. What got you there? Exactly. And this is huge like that. That's why I say I always love even, and it, it doesn't have to even be a, a technical thing. That's why I always love when we go out, you bring Dave Montana with you. Oh, you know, he's an best. older guy. My, you know, but... He watched out for you when you were a kid, and you. To me, this is how I, I'm judging people, and you always say it, you know. But it's it's an old thing. But there's a guy you never forgot, and you could easily. There's a million people that, out there that would have forgotten that guy, but he did help you. And I'll never forget when you first came here. Montana goes, Ray. If you need anything, money, anything to help this guy, let me know. And obviously, I would never call him for anything, but. He did say that. I don't know if I ever even told you that. Oh, I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Hearing that. <laughs> we were upstairs doing something maybe for Weidman or something. And, you know, he's a big wrestling guy. He loves yeah. it. You know, he supports everybody. But with you, he said, Ray, if you need anything, literally, let me know just to get you there. So, again, that's a big, like, that's something that is huge. Yeah. Just even, like, again, doing the right thing, building character. Like, again, people don't see this shit, you know? They just see maybe, we, you know, we're acting stupid once in a while, and that's what they focus in on. But when you really break people down, that's why I was trying to say, I was doing it, you got to get to listen to people. Like, even today, it's been, I only know him 10 years. This, I feel like this is the first fucking conversation I really had with the guy, which is crazy. But when you get to know people, instead of just talking over them, you take the time to listen you can make your decisions way better. That's one thing I, I, I learned as I was getting old, older. I really want to get inside this guy. What makes him tick? Like, why? And then I think you could, you know, adjust the way you're training with people, too. You know what I mean? But these stories are great. People don't get to hear this shit. Yeah. And, I, like, again, it might bore people. It doesn't... It, I, it, I'm, I, I, look at how many years I know you. I never, I never heard this before, you know? Yeah, that was a, I feel like that was a big turning point in my career and, and then my approach because it was just like I would just go to practice. And then when I started putting the extra time in, I realized the more time, because for me with Dave, he took me in the off season and helped me out. So I, I closed the gap in the off season, but then during the season, I was only doing what everyone was well, doing. And, and I tell you, me being an outsider, watching kids wrestle, it's 24-7, it's yeah. 360. There is no off season. And that's yeah. where you close that yeah, gap. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you, look, it's all, it's all fucking mat time. Yeah, you, it, you're not making that up. That's why I say, guys, what are you gonna wrestle for two months? You think you're gonna make up what a guy did twenty years of? Good luck, try it. <laughs> that's why again, I, but but again, yeah. if I'm coaching somebody, I'm gonna turn to a guy like GSP and go, look at this bastard. He never wrestled in high school or college. Uh, look at and him. look how successful he is. So yeah, you. It, it goes both ways, you know yeah. what I mean? So you have to believe that you could do it, but it is hard to make that up. But I think he did. He was phenomenal for that aspect. I would always use him as an example of, well, it is possible. That's why I say, even when you're with Henry, I don't want to hear about the gold medal. It was 20 years ago. And I, and I wait, first of all, respect Henry. Love, I really do love the guy. I not love him, but I like him. I like his shtick. I like everything. Yeah. And, and the gold medal thing is absolutely phenomenal. Anybody who represents this country comes up. But, you know, it was 20 years ago, whatever, 15 years ago. Now it's, it's now. Like, again, can Henry wrestle the gold medal winner this year? What happens in that? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you got to look. You got you to be real about it, too. You know what I mean? So, you know, that thing just came out about when he was in the corner August 19th. They're saying August 19th. I'm taking it like these son of a bitches knew everything, but they're saying that's when Henry won the gold medal. But... Yeah. I think when you're down to motivating a guy like that, remember your gold medal from 2002, I, you're asking a 36-year-old man. You know, that's tough, man. That's hard. That's a hard, that's a leap. It is. You know, but I, I get it and I like it, but, uh, you know, can't beat father time sometimes with stuff. And even that, that outside time that I put in with the training, like, I, I would grab my coach and we'd do one-on-one -on -one privates. And this is where I was even asking about you guys watching the tape. And then we could come up with just some drills to work on. Because yeah. I know, for me, what helped me get yeah. to the top with wrestling. Well, not even the top, but helped me become an All-American. Yeah. And uh, that was the difference, just having certain things that they saw. And then they showed me, broke it down. And then we just, man, we just three times a week, yeah, yeah. two or three times a week. Most of the time throughout the entire season, three times a week. Off season, I stayed upstate in college. I had fights as an amateur, 
and I was drilling and wrestling and still trying to get Crazy. to where I wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then we had the conference final later that year as a junior. So I finally beat him the first time, and then as a junior, he's a senior. I, uh, <laughs> we end up having, we both lost, and we were in the wrestlebacks, and we had to wrestle each other in the Conti semis to go for third and fourth. And I remember the match was so close. Because he beat me in the conference finals that year. Because my sophomore year, he beat me. So I didn't get to go. I didn't get the wild card. My junior year, he beat me in the conference uh, finals again. That's fucking This funny. time, my coach told me to do a move. And yeah. I did the move. And he capitalized on oh, it and scored. Man. And he uh. felt so bad. Paul LeBlanc. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. felt so bad. I love him, yeah, though. And I love and Paul. That's, and that's... Yeah, look, I'm like, go, go no, ahead. I, say, yeah. I love Paul because we always, we always like break because balls. Because I'm about. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend the coach. Yeah. But it's like I say, Aljo, look, I want you to do a jump <laughs> shot like that. And the first time you go to do it, a guy, sl you know, he slams the ball in your head. And you're like, hey, hey, Ray, that shot doesn't work. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, the fucking shot works. You didn't make it work. Like yeah, you didn't yeah. do it, but the shot is good. So I'm, I'm, I'm defending him. I don't know if that's justified no, or not. We, we were in a certain position. He couldn't see the other side, but I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just assumed that he did because he's a coach. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We drilled together so many different times to prepare for it. He's the one who helped me beat the guy in the first place. Yeah. And then that position, he takes me down, and I look over. And he was just like. He kind of knew. He was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, I uh, look, I've, I've, I've been there. Yeah. Hey, throw the, you know, do something, and the guy gets counted because the guy's listening to me maybe or whatever. I don't know, but do you feel like shit? But Yeah, and that was my experience not knowing yeah. that position as well because I, yeah. I knew he knew, but he didn't see the other thing that he had. But whatever. I end up, I lose him in the finals. I end up getting the wild card to go. So I go to nationals, and me and him wrestle in the Kansi semis. And I, I beat him by, I think, like three points. And, uh, yeah, I, f I finally got to go. So I got I got to go. I, won, I wrestled for third and fourth. And that was the way I was like, at least I got the one up on my arch nemesis. I'll tell you who what, ended up being man, a really good guy. All, those are all building blocks, man. Yeah. You know, you really got to go back to your past and see, what you know, how they get here. Like, what defines me? And you, there's it. always something, man. There's always clues left, you know, that you could look at. But, like, even now I'm listening to this. I'm enjoying the shit out of this because it's I've never heard these stories before. So it's pretty cool. Do you, do you think there's, like, something in common with everyone that was, like, a, that strung together a championship run? And when I say championship run, I mean, like, just getting to the title shot situation. I, you know, like, I think... You know, they just asked me this. I don't know if I answered it right, but I think it's the adversity in the childhood is a huge motivating factor for guys that make it to the top. I don't know why, but I feel like, you know, maybe you came from 19 kids, you know, whatever problems you had family-wise, which you had some problems. I think, believe it or not, without those, you might not have made it. I know it sounds weird. That's the way I'm looking at Weidman, you know, his brother tortured him. They beat the shit out of him. You know, he didn't want that to ever happen again. He starts wrestling. You know, Matt, you know, we know what he did. He was, like, he'll tell you, he was destined to be like a security guy. Look at, look at him now, you know. So, uh, you know, he hit that adversity with the legal problem. And I think there's certain people that go, and this is why I think it's important, because you could acquiesce to that. That's just the way it is. Or you could say, Fuck, I mean, I don't ever want to go back here again. Yeah. I don't ever want to be here again. I think Weidman living in his mother's basement with Marivi, you remember those days? Like, I just want to get the fuck out. And that burning desire to get to another level, that's the only common denominator I, the common denominator I see. All super talented guys in different areas. So there's not a common thread. Everybody did this good. You do certain things better than Weidman, Weidman better than Matt, Matt better than Weidman, Weidman better than, you know what I mean? It's not linear logic. If A could beat B, B could beat C, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think you guys all had a great foundation. Matt had the jiu-jitsu going in. You had, you know, Weidman strong wrestler. You had good wrestling and crazy stand-up. So that part's different. But I think if I go back, I could always find something in the childhood that just gave you the burning desire to want to succeed. Like, that's right. We had this conversation a while ago. I go, I'm not, I go, I'm not worried about you doing a John Jones going out smashing your car or whatever. I'm not, and I'm not pissing on the guy. But you're, you're like, really? I go, no, no, really, because you appreciate your money. Yeah. You knew where it came, You knew where you were at. You don't want to go back there. I'm afraid to go back. A hundred percent. That's the best thing. That's going to keep you in check, though. All the time. That's what's going to keep you in check. You know. 
I think people don't even realize that. Not even like people no, out not- there, like in my circle. You know, I, I do have friends that kind of be like, yo, man, you can't take the money with you. I think they kind of changed that tune a little bit, but I just tell them like, dude, I didn't work this hard to come this far just to come this far. Yeah. And like, and I heard that, that's like from a song. Well, hold on, first of all, let me just say, you can't take the money with you, but that, that's something you tell a guy who's 50 or yeah. 60 who's not spending, you're a young guy. Yeah. You need that fucking money to get what 100%. you want. You know what I mean? And you want that money to make more money for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's common sense. So. Yeah, it's a little premature. You can't take away. So what, you want me to piss it away now? So by the time I'm 40, I'm broke again? Yeah. And I, I can't fight? I don't want to make it too literal, but I think they're more like, enjoy your enjoy your life a little bit. I'm like, yeah, well, I do enjoy my life. But you're I, 100%. I, so I they can't tell you how to enjoy your life, though. Yeah. You enjoy, sometimes, maybe sometimes I like sitting on the couch and watching TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That's what I feel like doing. That, to me, is enjoying. Maybe somebody else that's not enjoying. You know what I mean? So yeah. I always said this. I thought, I think... Like, I try I, to use everyone's accounts, and Jake won't let me use his, his oh, HBO Max account. Come he, on, Jake. He's telling me I, I'm rich, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> I told Jake I'm broke. into my HBO I, I, right I got to tell you, I think one common... I even get into my HBO I think one common, common denominator with all of us, and especially, like, we're happy with what we got. Like, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I think that's what I, I feel I'm blessed with, that I'm not one of those guys I want more, more, more. And that's all I'm thinking about instead of enjoying the process and having a good time. I don't want to be like that, but I think I got, I think I'm happy. I'm really content. I think if you look at Matt, he's content with what he's doing. Like everybody's happy. So, which is always nice to see. Yeah. If you get into that, I just want more and more. I do. You never win. I think it's a losing proposition. I think I can come up with 50 people like that, that I could prove that theory with. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I I don't know, man. you're doing the right thing right now with your money. You're doing you're doing perfect, I think, anyway. Well, well thank you, it. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, did you have any other questions before we... Uh... Ray, what's your prediction for the O'Malley fight? Ray prediction Let me tell you something. There's only one... Sugar tits versus yeah. funk poppy. <laughs> I'm going to say, with all the drama going on, and I know, like, you know... I know you want to be relaxing. Frivola's in Italy. You guys fought on the same card. Yeah. He's oh, we got, some com- we got some questions. Oh, no. On the YouTube channel. Oh, do we? I didn't even realize. Right, so we'll, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to those. But anyway, there's only one way to prove it. You got to jump on this guy's back and just take the life out of him. You got to choke him out and leave him laying on the canvas. And that's the only, that's the only solution that'll make everybody happy. I got two ways I would like to choke him out. The John Jones, Leoto Machida way viciously cold and then the way Weidman versus uh Bonkfeld. no uh, Tom Tom Lola I was gonna say because Bonkfeld was similar yeah so that he just stand the guillotine the yeah. Bonkfeld if I'm not but he, he didn't just drop him though I don't know uh or was that Tom Lola well uh, nobody did it like Jones and Machida yeah no Lola was on the floor the other guy remember you had that picture with Weidman's back look massive yeah, just fucking nasty Oh, he had squeeze strength from fucking hell, that guy. Holy shit. But I, I say that one with Wyman. It's either the Lola or the Bonfell fight where he choked him out, and then he stands over him, he's rubbing his chest and trying to Well, maybe that was it. Yeah, that I remember, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's okay. Nah, he, was a it's nice, okay. he was a nice kid, Bonfeld. Um, Someone said, what got you into coaching, and how much longer do you see yourself doing it? Oh, that's actually a good oh, question. Oh, That's a tough one. I'll go, let's go backwards. I'm going to say, and I, and I screwed this up the other day, but I thought about this. So when I was like, I'm going to say 18, uh, there was an upholstery shop. This is a crazy story. There was an upholstery shop in my neighborhood my friends worked at. So every year, this upholstery shop would fight another upholstery shop in boxing. No, this is this <laughs> crazy. So it was out at exit 64 out in Medford, and the guy would put up like, you know, a shitty roped off ring, he'd have bleaches there, catered the food, and I was like, this is crazy, you know, so my friend Mike Sibarowski came to me, goes, can you train me? I don't know, what the fuck, I don't know, he goes, you know, you're doing martial arts, I was always doing martial arts since I'm 14, but, and that's pretty loose, because back then, we'd have to define what martial arts is, like, again, it's at the, like, not at the infancy, (laughs) but kind of, but anyway, so I'm like, fucking, I don't know, and then I, you know, I don't know where, where the fuck I'm coming up with shit, but I end up training him, and he fights a guy that was supposedly in the Golden Gloves. I'm like, oh, this is going to go shitty, man. This guy just started, you know, training. And my buddy knocks him out in the second round. 
out east. I remember guys, somebody gave me like $25. Like at the time, like they buy about 100 bucks. They're giving me money. And I was like, wow, this is fucking weird. I'm just coming as my friend. And I'm like, normally, like even with yeah. Matt, like every, everything was like friendship with me. Not, nothing ever like business-wise. And about two months later, I'm pumping gas. And this guy comes up to me, goes, wait, were you at the fight? You trained us because you think you could train me for the next event. I'm like, holy shit, this training thing isn't a bad gig, I guess. You know, I'm getting, <laughs> yeah. a, lot, I'm getting a lot of attention. Guys are throwing money at me. They're doing this. Uh, and I think that's what gave me the bug at 19. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. And I used to have the pictures at the old gym. I can't even find them anymore of him knocking the guy out. And I, I wish I had him because it was me at 19. My hair's down to my shoulders. It was fucking crazy. Oh, that would have been great. No, no, great. I think I got a Bruce Lee shirt on. And uh, so I think that was what it kind of gave the bug to me. And then, uh, I don't know, then I, you know, I started doing martial arts, teaching martial arts. And hey, somebody came in who wanted to fight and then he became a world kickboxing champion. So it just was something that I don't think I was looking to do, but I, I embraced it. And I guess, you know, I figured I was never going to make a good fight. Let me, what's the next best thing? I'll coach, you know? Yeah. So I think that was it though. It's just started from day one and i guess whatever it was you know like again if a guy I had a stick fighting champion but it would whatever you do i felt like i could find a way to get you there at the time yeah but I'm, I'm you know i'm like 30 at that time i'm young you know like i feel bad like i wonder how old was i when i met you 53 like you know you're not even technically like there's a side of me you don't even know 2012 right so yeah how long ago is that eight yeah, I'm in my 50s. I'm like 52. You know, so, and that's like 62 today. <clears throat> this one, I hate these questions, but uh, someone asked, I would love to hear you and Ray discuss why he thinks you still receive unwarranted hate, both from the fans and the UFC, and what's the solution going forward? It's uh, just like, it's just like a, like hate for me is just like a, it's just like such a negative thing to even talk about. Right. So I'm not even like about that. Like, so look, just like, first off, and I've received a lot of hate in the future. Recently, it's been good, so I'm happy. It's almost, I feel like you when they were booing Balhalla Muhammad. I'm yeah. like, hey, as long as it ain't me, this is fucking great. But uh, how could I be mad about somebody hating me I don't know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if if I'm hating on you, Jake's hating, that sucks, man. Like, man, am I doing something wrong? My friends are now hating on me. You know, that's a little different. But when people don't know you and they hate them, I don't know. I'm just, my, my way of, of dealing with it in the past, which I might recommend, just, you got to be yourself. I'm not changing. This is who I am. It's either like it or don't like it. But, you know, what can you do? I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to change for uh, a, a thousand people I don't know are saying something. I might think about it, you know, but you got to be yourself. And why they hate you, I think... Uh, who the fuck knows? I think that I think that first Jan fight, you know, they they think that you you faked an injury, which is insane. But I think that's it. And like again, we talked about once they have that narrative, it's hard to change them. But I look at it like I think you did. I think you changed over eighty percent of those people just by what was the best form of beating that? You had to beat Jan, yeah. and you beat him fair and square. That's why I always loved that man. You can't. You can't argue with that shit. You know what I mean? Okay, so you think I faked it. So if I faked it and I was getting my ass beat, like, and I'm talking about everything about that fight, then it's a no-brainer. I'm going to get killed in the second fight. Yeah. So I think you proved everybody wrong with your actions. Like, again, it's like, I'm from Missouri. I'd rather watch you win it than listen to one any day. You proved it. That's the hard part. So if they want to hate you after that, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Someone says, what kind of guitars does Ray like the most? That's a good question. Uh, believe it or not, I, I, I like Ovation guitars, but uh, I'm, I'm looking to get like a new like Fender. But uh, Is that like the brand? Yeah, that's the uh, brand, the Ovation. I don't it's know like a special guitar. Yeah. yeah, I like Ovation, <laughs> but uh, my father, brother played guitars. We always had like uh, the Les Pauls and the, uh, like the Stratocasters in the house. Uh, one good one. I'm curious, when did Longo realize that Aljo could be a long-reigning champion? And was it the Sanhagen fight like myself or way before that? I think I'm still figuring it out now. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> like, like, remember the other day, I go, 
I mean, come on, the goat? I mean, I'm... <laughs> but I think that's what I love. We keep it light and we can fucking bust balls and shit. But, man, you got to go down as the goat. This is crazy it to is me. So did I crazy. see that? No. I knew you were going to... I think you'd be champion, yes. But not to the extent, like, this is really... Like, even I don't give a fuck about if Dillashaw was hurt or not, but I'm telling you, I got mesmerized in that fight because during the first round, I was sitting there going, I can't believe he's doing this to the guy. I was almost, I didn't even see the shoulder. Ali Quinta told me because I was so focused on how good you were doing. I was like, this is crazy. He's like, he's pissing on the guy. Like, I yeah. didn't think it would be that easy. And then when I saw that, and then I, I think it was... I think it was right around then I go, no, he's going to be a problem. Because you know what? It's not, it's not the Sanhagen fight. But the Sanhagen fight, I think there were reasons that I think you took with you, I hope. Like that camaraderie you had in the garage, that small training, keeping that yeah. circle tight. I, I, I think there's strength in numbers. We, we'll, we'll disagree a little bit on because you're the, the guy fighting, and I, I get where you're coming from. But after the, um, the Dillashaw fight, I go, you know what? He overcame that adversity in the first Jan fight, which was fucking brutal because I got 20% of it. People just fucking bombarded me with hatred. You had to sit there for a year. It wasn't like a baseball game where you could go out, you strike out three times, you're in next week and you hit a home run and it's over. You had to wait there a year, then you beat Jan, and then when you beat Dillashaw, I go, you know what? He's got momentum. Your confidence is naturally going to grow. They even say that, you know, it's like, whether it's 10% or 20%, you become the champion. It was, I think it wasn't even... So you didn't get that from the first fight because we didn't, you know, it was a lot of drama involved with the disqualification. But after that second young fight and then the Dillashaw fight, I go, you know what? Good luck with this guy because now you're, you're free. I think you're fighting free. You're happy where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know, like it's icing on the cake to me at this point. And you're just going to go out there and be Aljo, and that's a, that's a major problem for people. And the confidence is, it has to be at an all-time high. You just beat a guy they consider the greatest combat athlete ever, and you beat him. I don't want to hear anything. You beat him. It wasn't a split decision. Um, that's still, that's so, still so annoying. So I think right about now, I'm like, you know what? Good luck beating him. Um, so this is a good one, I think. Most concerned fight that you think, Ray... Um, that you had to train me or anyone for? Like the most fight, I guess the opponent you were most concerned about well, uh, for uh, one of your fights. I'm going to tell you, simple for me for a bunch of reasons, like the Marla Moraes fight. Now, I really didn't want you to take that fight. I mean, we were training for Ronnie Yaha, a yeah. complete... Yaha! Yoo-hoo! Yaha! <laughs> Yaha! Jake, what the fuck's the matter? Will you grow up? Will you please? You're 22 <laughs> years old at your age. But, uh, no, so we... Well, we were training for Ronnie Yaha. How many weeks? And when he got hurt, how many weeks did we have? It was like three and a half. Yeah, I mean, that. that was... That sucked. That I didn't like. You know, I definitely didn't like that at all. So that one... I was nervous going in because I knew, you know, it was a completely different style, and we weren't making that adjustment on three weeks. So, you'll disagree. I, I, can, I know. know. I was just so mad. I didn't watch any tape on this guy at all. I was just like, like I watched a fight, but I, it was like nothing. Like trying to study what he's doing or anything. It was just like, ah, he's a kickboxer. This should be no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I came out, kind of came out like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I threw the inside kick. He checked it right away. And it hurt really bad. No, he's got, you know. And I go, This oh. sucks, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait. This sucks. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I just didn't like the last minute change. If it would have been somebody similar to Ronnie Yaha. I mean, think about it. I mean, just Stylist, go back yeah. and look at that now. Ronnie Yaha, Marlon Marais before he really lost. Like, you know, he lost, like, whatever is going on in his head. Yeah. I mean, there's not even a comparison there. You yeah. know what I mean? So, 2017. You know, that's why, look, when Marab fought Marlon Marais, I kind of beat it in his head like dude you're gonna get hurt in this fight are you willing to walk through fight that's when you know we do that shit in the corner but I was like I just knew like Marab's style and the way he is yeah he's definitely getting hit you know what I mean and he and he did and he responded unbelievable want to talk about an exciting fight how great was that being oh in the corner for that goodness, but after the anxiety. first round <laughs> after the first round was there any doubt in your head who was no, gonna was win like, that fight no doubt it's like oh, this fight's over <laughs> fight's over I'm like was it Mark? Mark was there with him, right? Or the Florida guys? At that point, I was just like, yo, you guys should just throw in the towel because you don't know what you're dealing with right now. 
Yeah. And it, like jokingly, but I'm like, you guys, this. I hope you guys understand that this is definitely the beginning of yeah. the end. And I'll tell you, remember that? That's interesting, too. Now I'm thinking about this, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm driving to Atlantic City with Matt, and you called me and told me about that fight. Remember Matt was, like, struggling because of Frankie Edgar? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't get I, I personally didn't give a shit. But remember you, because you know, I see yeah, Matt's a little leery because of the, you know, the jujitsu that bond is insane, right? With Hikado, Hikado's in his corner with Mark Henry. But I think your thing was, you know, Frankie was laughing when I got knocked out. So yeah. that, that's, you know, yeah. and I definitely was siding with you on that. I go, let's, you know, but Not I didn't. like I, laughing like, ha, ah, No, I know. Like, like well, you have jumping to, listen, there's no, wait, like, first off, there's, there's, I'm going to say, look, there's nothing wrong. You got to be happy for your guy, oh, right? Of course. But, but if you're kind of friends with the camps, you kind of, I, I personally, I tone it down a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean? and that's the way I'll I am I'll save too. it for the back room and, you know, but. Yeah, but once I saw that, I'm like, I'm knocked out. And then this guy's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, fuck these guys. Yeah, you know. And they're great guys. Wait, first off, they're, they're 100% great guys. Oh, yeah. And you should be happy for your guy. There's no yeah. question about that. So I just, I just felt like the response would have been a little yeah. bit more like, all right, we, we're going to see these guys again. With, we're cool, yeah, yeah. we're buddies. And it, but that was the fight. Like the answer to the question, that was the fight. What My, mine or Morab's? 423? Yeah. Yeah. Was that mine or Morab's with Morais? That was me. No, that was you, yeah. Okay, let's do one more. Right, well. so, uh, someone says, how does he still deal with Matt Sarah after all these years? Oh, man, it's really hard. <laughs> It's hard. I, so I think how I deal with it, I try to limit my time with them. I go like week by week. So I don't have to put up, I don't have to deal with them every day. No, people get a kick out of that. They're like, no, no, he doesn't like him. You can see when he's, no, of course, there's always love. I mean, with, with him for sure, because we've been together forever. But uh, wow, is he rough sometimes. He's a little too much. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, I think, that, well, how, many, how long is that? Oh, wow. I thought it was longer for some reason. It felt like an hour and a half. Holy shit. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was really good, yeah. man. I pre- I, was again, it was, I feel like I never even talked. After this, I feel like, I swear to God, we have little conversation, but this was like, I'm fucking learning shit here. It's cool, man. Yeah. It's good. But that we've was- also talked a lot about, like, my family. Right, right, right. Stuff Nothing like that. like that, right. Just so you guys don't think, oh, you guys aren't friends. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're not, not like that. No, that's no, what no, some no, people definitely. would do. They'll turn nah, it into not, that. They're not going to turn it into that, I don't think. So, We'll do this again, but we got to do you and your two other champions. Oh, that would be I amazing. I fucking love it. That and was, uh, That's why I say I think every Matt Weidman, they'll all give you a different view like of me. A round table. Yeah. Thank oh, you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Scrap it up. Peace.